electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Turnaround Tuesday, getting a decent start, but only after Monday's 3% drubbing. We're going to hear from Yellen and POTUS today on inflation and financial stability. Ten-year yield below 3% once again. Our roadmap this morning begins with the bounce back. Stocks are poised to open higher after three days of heavy selling. Plus, we do have a biotech deal this morning. Pfizer is buying migraine drug maker BioHaven. The price tag about $11.6 billion, all of it in that COVID cash. And Peloton shares, well, they're plummeting yet again. The company posting a huge loss, and it does offer weak guidance. CEO Barry McCarthy admitting that, quote, turnarounds are hard work. Carl. We're going to hear about more of them, I'm sure. We'll start with the markets this morning, looking to rebound after yesterday's uh, sell-off. Jim, some chatter among the desks today that... We're sort of waiting around to see how, how, if this thing has legs this morning. Right. Well, I think that there was a big capitulation at the end of the day. Uh, we saw a lot of stocks just crumble. Uh, and it continued in the evening with Upstart, which I have tonight, a firm, a couple of companies that we didn't really know that had, uh, I would say, financial difficulties. They will deny, of course, that they have them. I think that the conference calls were, were very contentious for Upstart. But I want to point out that, like, Geez, the big Nasdaq stocks have just been crushed. They've just been leaned on and crushed and crushed. And I think that they're an interesting level. Well, certainly the numbers, uh, there's a basket of, of names, uh, David, from last night. You mentioned Peloton. Jim mentions Upstart. We can probably throw a plug in there as well. And Novavax, yes. too. Yeah, look, I mean, these are our stocks that are being, they're still being pushed down. The Kathy Wood stocks are just annihilated. And she's given it all back. Now, of course, ex-Tesla, there really wasn't that much there. But when she buys something, it is uh, always right. And people are tired of that. People are very tired of that. Uh, and I think it's really important to point out that a lot of people who were negative on the market or uh, just feel for a trade, it's worth it. Uh, just a trade. I think it's really important because, like, you know, when you get these situations where you're just chattering with, with people who are really good that you like and they say it's a trade, you don't want to make it seem like they're drawing a line in the stand. Uh, but uh, I would tell you that I was one of the original people who uh, took Nortec, Biohaven. I've had them on a number of times. This gets rid of my migraine in 15 minutes, uh, which is rather amazing. I was getting 27 migraines a month, and it's pretty put, hurting my, my uh, concentration and my cognition. But this thing changed my life, and uh, it, I've had him on. I've had Vlad on a number of times. Uh, Pfizer bought a stake, and uh, this is a miracle drug that most people are not aware of. Uh, but it was, it's a really fantastic thing. David, you know, when you have this M&A, yeah. uh, when Pfizer has we're all that talk money, about you know this. they have to do something. Yeah, we do. And we're going to talk a lot about this deal uh, uh, after our next break, Jim, um, because I think we still want to focus on the broader market as well. But you're right. Definitely. Uh, I'm sorry. They've got $30 billion in cash. No, don't be sorry. And they're putting it to work. And I want to hear, you know, a lot of your thoughts about this, about this deal, because we do have that. We also got a hostile in uh, Prologis, I'm sure you saw Prologis. that one with Duke. How about but that, back to huh? the Yeah, yeah. But, Jim, back to the broader market and last night in particular. You know, I had a um, couple of conversations with some, uh, some old friends who, who are asset managers, run hedge funds. And, man, it's not easy out there. Nobody's going to feel sympathy for them, nor should they. But you mentioned some of the names. Uh, and you go on from there. I mean, ARC, of course, you mentioned. Not that that's owned widely by hedge funds, but right. SNAP. Um, uh, you know, you, you, Amazon, uh, again, everybody comes back to just really wondering what the message was there. What is that going to ultimately mean, even for the Fed's march forward in terms of rates? Because Amazon may now actually be putting on the secondary market some of their warehouse space. I mean, Jim, what is that saying in terms of where inventories may ultimately end up here and the bigger picture in terms of whether the Fed is going to keep raising as we start to potentially see weakening demand? Well, look, I, I think that 
unfortunately, I think the CPI tomorrow uh, is talking back and forth with Phil Lebeau. I mean, there's a couple of percentages in, in autos, uh, and then you have X oil that are not great. Uh, I really feel that uh, trying to hint, trying to ha- hang your hat on the CPI may be a mistake. But I also think that we've got so many people who've decided that it's over. Uh, David, the capitulation yesterday was really rather extraordinary. It, continue, it continues with everything that was reported last night, except for Cisco, the SYY kind. Uh, and, and yet you can see the Nasdaq tape bouncing. Uh, look, as my friend David Tepper said, it's a trade, it's a trade, it's a trade. I, I agree with that. I think that I came in this morning and I just said, you know what, this is overdone. Now, that doesn't mean, Carl, that they aren't going to continue to press things down. But there was definitely a combination of margin calls yesterday and shorts who really went overboard. And uh, using a lot of ETFs that are very foreign to people. And I, I think, Carl, that when you get an alpha the gup start, which is on tonight, and they really did do say a lot of things that were contentious, I think that you end up with uh, saying, all right, well, upstart can either bring down every bank or we can say, look, a good RX, upstart, a Peloton. These were all companies that started during period. They're going to give back everything. And there's a lot of companies, if you look at the stocks in the NASDAQ, the bottom of the, uh, the, of the Russell, the, they're all, they may be not worth anything. And, and that, that's very valuable to think of because there's so many companies that help you, you manage your Medicare, so many companies that help you try to get dr- drugs that are cheaper, and everybody's in that business. So it's not a business when everybody's in. Right. Well, certainly a lot of the macro desks. I think we're going to talk to David Costin of Goldman later this morning. Oh, very uh, good. But Goldman, uh, City, talking about equities, starting to, to show some value. And a lot of your yes. uh, communication on Twitter yesterday was about looking for places. Oh, absolutely. We were buying yesterday. And we were buying because when you see give-ups, that's how you get a bottom. I mean, these people were not selling because they thought that they you know, that. These end of the, the, that Amazon is going to be the end of the world. Now, I mean, look, Amazon, I, can't, I, I didn't like the quarter, but that doesn't mean the company's worth nothing. I mean, we have a lot of companies that are doing okay. I'll give you a classic one, Cloudflare. They report a really good number, okay? And what happens? So people say, well, it shouldn't go down that much. Well, you know, you, know, so you have a company that they want a lot of business that came from Palo Alto and Zscale. I don't know if that's true, but you or, or you get Ring Central coming out and saying, listen, we're now going for profitable growth. So you have a lot of companies that are switching their position and saying, listen, we're no longer going to just lose money. And nobody cares anything. And that's wrong because they will care eventually. But you have to go through the pain of a firm, the pain of uh, of GoodRx. And you recognize that people, want, you know, Bitcoin. Uh, where MicroStrategy has its margin yes, care, which way, yes. down, way down. And you just say, you know what? Uh, I can't take anymore. There's a lot of I can't take anymore. Now, if it's like 2000, which I don't think it is, uh, then that this give up lasts longer. But the companies that are being given up on tend to be profitable. Right. Well, that's kind of the tone of the, the Fed's financial stability report, and that is liquidity's dried up. Uh, in oil, for sure. Yes. Uh, housing is susceptible to shocks. Crypto stablecoin. We might right. talk about Terra well, today. They broke. They broke Terra. Yes. But you know, look at look at uh, KB Homes. They reported a quarter. Uh, everybody said it would be down a lot, and it wasn't. Now, I, I look. What's going to happen is every home builder is going to have to cut numbers. But when you start from seven times earnings and you cut numbers and you end up being at ten times earnings because they don't make the number, and that's not so bad. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, is that it's the economy is not falling apart because the consumer is strong, but the consumer took a real dip. And you know that from upstart. The consumer took a real dip in, in February and they start using the term vintage loans. That reminds me of Bear Stearns, where you hear vintage loans. And I know Bear Stearns is controversial for me. I said you can keep your cash in Bear Stearns, the company. Uh, The company did validate everybody who had cash in it. But, David, you know, when you start talking about vintage loans that are bad, you know, that sounds like yesteryear. Yeah, it does have a bad ring and a familiar ring to it. You're right. Um, We're not there yet, certainly. No, that's going to be an interesting interview tonight, tonight, by the way, uh, or on uh, on Mad. Um, I mean, what do you say when your stock's being cut more than in half? Well, we didn't know he had any real credit risk. I mean, honest to God, I thought he was like, you know, coming up with this platform. I didn't know he was going to keep the loans. I didn't know the loans might go bad. I didn't know he was going to double down and auto refinance, which is the worst area. Although Phil Abo did point out that new autos still going up in price. But I mean, the, the call was shocking. 
Because the analysts were like, what, what, you have credit risk? You, you credit risk? I don't have credit risk. I mean, the loans on your balance sheet. It was one of those calls where you just said, wow, what a nice guy. In the middle of it, he starts saying, Darn, we had a good quarter. What is this? We had a good quarter. No. I mean, it doesn't work like that. You don't take loans in your balance sheet. The loans may be shaky and then tell us you had a good quarter. You own it. And, uh, David, this was a non-own. This was a don't worry. And obviously people are yeah. not adopting a strategy. And that, that was reminiscent, as you say. Oh, yeah, we happen to hold it on our balance sheet. Do we not mention the that? Vintage. Oh, yeah, these, these, you know, the these, vintage. These senior CDOs, don't worry about those. Don't, yeah, don't worry about them. I remember the Bear guys would call me like, they're, the vintage is fine. The vintage yeah. is fine. Or, and so I go out and I say, Mar- not gonna, Merrill Lynch, right? Keep your money we, with them. We only took the... We, we only Lehman. took the bottom tranche. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. It's going to be. It's a waterfall. I know. Yeah. I remember when um, Lehman called me in and complained because I was negative. I said, look, you've got like bad vintages. Right. I mean, I got a vineyard. Yeah. Bad vintage doesn't doesn't work. You, you don't bottle a bad vintage. Oh, man. It's just a kind of a dead Meanwhile, weight. Well, I mean, that's, that, tells, that chart tells a lot of stories there because, of course, that was owned by a lot of hedge funds. That thing I remember, I think, when it went public, you know, everybody loved it. You, you, you've talked about it a lot. Everybody was marking their, you know, their privates up on that oh. as well. Uh, and there it is. A lot of guys brought them in to be exactly able to make small on. loans. But I didn't know they were going to end up making small loans, then disappointing performance, and then take them in. By the way, uh, first trade on IPO day in late 2020 was 26. So almost a complete round trip uh, to the first day. Well, that's what I think we're going for is round trips where you have a good RX where, you know, they're losing big accounts and it's just, you know, Teladoc. Look, there's been a huge number of companies, Carl, that came. I was looking at one of them that's it's too small to mention on the show. And what do they do? Well, they look through your Medicare to be able to find out which Medicare plan is good. They just prey on the fact that the government's Medicare stuff, which is like 80 pages, can't be understood. But that's there's three other companies that do that. So you look at them and they all draw you at a, you know, UNH or something. And these companies have so much competition that all the teledocs have so much. Carl, I have to tell you, these companies, they're not worthless. It's just that you don't want to own them. It's a very big difference. Uh, let's talk Peloton really quick. As we said, down in the pre-market, company posts a wider-than-expected quarterly loss, says its current quarter outlook reflects softer demand. In a letter to shareholders, the CEO Barry McCarthy says, quote, turnarounds are hard work. It's intellectually challenging, emotionally draining, physically exhausting, and all-consuming. It's a full-contact sport. Um, goes on to say they're thinly capitalized, Jim, relative to the size of the business. Well, free cash flow is negative 747 million. We were looking for negative 202 million. That's a big delta. Delta. I always like saying that because it makes me sound smart. How about this big miss? Big delta. He's a guy who's got a lot of, give me some more Greek letters. got a lot of Omicron. That thing is just a disaster. But I like the guy because he's got to raise money. But it's a disaster. And there are so many, everyone has, David, everybody has a disaster in their portfolio. Everybody. And you can't asterisk it. You can't tell, hey, listen, you know, like I had Peloton, but hey, I also had... Uh, I, I Biohaven. No. Biohaven. I got to take a Biohaven. What about, that, what about that guy Foley? Didn't he have a lot? Didn't he have a lot of margin debt? I mean, he must. I don't know. Just I saw be, him. In, I, I saw him. What happened to the a, houses? A, a, I don't know, but I saw him in Newport. We were both having a real good yeah. time. I guess I was having a better time in retrospect. That, but that had much more to do with those. Um, have you had any of those espresso martinis? That wasn't in the morning. People, you know, Jim, there are investors who are still looking for for those names that haven't given it completely up as a result of that huge take in during the pandemic and the obviously resulting give back. Wait, as which well. one? Name me that names stock. Like Warby Park, people bring like Warby Parker. People bring up to me like, you know, did you know that prescriptions went up 21 percent in 2021? Isn't that going to come right back down because everybody was home? They didn't go to the eye doctor. I don't know. Oh, but, you know, you we know, may I've not got, see, have seen every- the last of this. Everyone was home for Weber. You know, everyone was home for Traeger. But then I have Clorox. They make Kingsfords. They're doing well. But, I mean, when you look at the, yeah. the race to the bottom on the, on the uh, team, on the, on the grills, uh, it, wow. I mean, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have uh, my friend Jim Stewart over for, uh, uh, with Benjamin to the party this weekend. And I got a Traeger and I got a Weber. I don't know. I'm probably going to end up building a fire melt those darn things. <laughs> Traeger. I mean, what it was like, 
I'm looking at my Brian Schwartz. I'm looking at my Trage Matter. He's like Traeger, Weber. I mean, these things is a race to the bottom. Look at them. Yeah. They're unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> what are you going to grill with? Solo store. He's got solo store. Solo. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I look at these things and I just say, Weber was a good company. Uh, I mean, everybody, what, David? Do you like the one that's the egg or something? What do you, what do you use when you, when you barbecue? Oh, no, no. I'm here. Now I'm here back in COVID. I, I got my... I, I'm looking at that thing I had outside you have COVID? That used to keep us warm. You have COVID? Yeah. yeah. I got to go. You, you know were next I, yes, to me for a long time. I'm out of here. I, actually, I, I probably don't have it anymore. I've been on Molnupiravir for four days. I feel great. Oh, you're Merck um, friends. Fantastico. Great. Thanks for giving me COVID. I gave it to Carl. I guess it's just I something you give to people. I didn't give you I didn't give you COVID, thankfully. I've thankfully, had four shots Thursday after the I show, I tested negative. I tested negative. I, I tested DA4, negative in the morning I don't know and then which positive in the afternoon. In the interim, I gave it to Carl. So don't I give know, me your nonsense. Meanwhile, this thing, this is so Stay contagious, I probably Bell, could give it to you right now. So Stay away you from worry. your mother. Don't do yourself do your favor. Stay away from my mom. Stay away from everybody. Yeah. Tell her I said I'm hi. coming back tomorrow, though, because I'm going to be negative. Oh, good. Here, I'll, right. give you some, I'll give you some of this. This Nurtec, it's worth like a fortune. Yeah. I mean, just, you're, the, you're actually the first person I thought of when I saw the I'm deal. I'm going to pop one yeah. right now. It's just a headache from some of the stuff I own. <laughs> when we come back, uh, <laughs> Pfizer's deal uh, to buy the rest of Biohaven that it doesn't already own. We'll talk about that with Jim and David. As you can see, stocks moving on the news. Take a look at futures here as we got a busy Tuesday stacked. A lot more Fed speak. Uh, Squawk on the Street continues in just a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back. Uh, Jim, of course, was talking in the last block about that uh, fairly large deal, over $11 billion that uh, Pfizer is doing this morning, acquiring Biohaven Pharma, of course, a key product that I'm going to let Jim talk a bit more about. But it, it treats migraines. Uh, Nurtech is the name, uh, perhaps as much as $900 million in sales, according to analysts, for this year, and perhaps as much as 3 to $4 billion over time. Now, Pfizer did a deal already uh, to distribute ex-U.S. Uh, outside the U.S. six months ago. They also took a relatively small equity stake in the company at that time. That was back in November. They now follow it up by an acquisition of the entire company. This is not the kind of a deal where it's a phase two drug and you're wondering, well, is it going to succeed or not? But you're getting a discount perhaps on something that could be a blockbuster. This is an existing drug with a huge potential market with some competition as well, of course, from the likes of uh, AbbVie and Lilly uh, that they're getting into here, Pfizer. And of course, we know they've got a lot of cash with which to diversify some of their product portfolio, don't we? 148.50 a share is what they're paying. As I said, they already own 2.6%. They will finance it. Yeah, high class, right? Um, All that cash coming in from the vaccine and from Paxlovid. Pfizer's got 30 billion of it expected to close in early 2023. We've seen them do some deals as well. Remember, they did that arena deal. They did Array. Those were more typical of sort of the earlier stage biotech or mid-stage where you're taking a, a chance to a certain extent. Here, uh, Jim, what they're really just saying is, I think at the Biohaven front, we'll take uh, a nice premium. And by the way, you guys know better how to compete in this worldwide market. 
where we really need a big sales force that can go and market up against some of these other big competitors? Yeah, well, there's 30 million people who need this. Uh, it's a remarkable drug. Uh, if you think that you have one coming on, especially because of weather, you take it 15 minutes before. If you have one, you take it 15 minutes after. Uh, I was one of the early uh, adopters of this. Uh, I also have the Amavig shot. Umbrelvi, which is Abvi, is not being marketed correctly. And I have been back and forth with Abvi to recognize since they don't, I have migraine problems. I was the, you know, the chief spokesperson for the American Migraine Foundation. And I was trying to get Abvi to really push Umbrelvi, but that was a, you know, an allergen drug. And they didn't get it. But the, the, this guy, uh, uh, Vlad Korak, who is the CEO of Biohaven, was uh, most forthcoming to me saying, look, this is the drug that could be a $5 billion drug very quickly. But you needed someone like Pfizer because no one believes me when I say how great this thing is. It's like, you know, Carl, when you have a migraine, people take like Bufferin, Excedrin. I mean, those are the equivalent of the placebo versus <laughs> this thing. I mean, I live by this. I had a really bad migraine. I'm at the end of my Amavig, which lasts 26 days. That's a shot. I had a really bad migraine this weekend. The choice was whether I used my wife's mezcal or I used this. But it was 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I can't drink mezcal that early, right. but I sure can take a How does it price? And wh what's covered? What's not uh, covered? It's the whole thing. This is all covered. It is. Yeah, uh, this is a yeah. miracle drug. And people don't understand. Um, David, you know, it's so painful to yeah. meet people who have migraine. And I'll say, do you take Nurtec? And it's like, no, I take Excedrin you know, migraine. No, you're right. Excedrin there is a migraine. New class you can drink a bottle migraines of that. That are, yep, that are, are life-changing. Uh, yeah, well, no for doubt me, it, I mean, yeah. if my uh, dog barks, I want to kill my dog. Because what sounds like, if I yeah. can be up in the third floor and my wife's putting uh, stuff in the dishwasher, and it's just, I have to, like, jump out the window. Because I can't hear that noise. But then I take Nurtec. Understood. And you know what? <laughs> plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> Ask your doctor about Nurtec. Ask your doctor about Nurtec. Oh, by the way, um, you, all these people, David, you'll love this. All these people getting paid by Nurtec yeah. to say, like, hey, I take Nurtec. Give me $200,000. You know, I, like, said, hey, I'll, I'll talk about it. <laughs> and it's like, well, he's not asking for any money. No. <laughs> I just want my, I wanted my life back. Uh, Boom. Just like Iron Man all over again. Um, I got an Iron Jim, Man, a bigger there, Iron Man. Someone there said is a, There is also a broader takeaway here, of course, let's not forget, is that biotech overall has been just crushed lately. Oh. Uh, oh. And the index that you look at doesn't really even give a sense. I mean, some of these smaller companies that got funded that probably shouldn't have been, that don't even belong in the public markets, forget about them. But there are some really well-known names, and I got a few of them here. You know, whether it's, yeah, whether it's uh, Al Nylum or, or Seattle Genetics or Vertex. These are Do names that have been on Genet a lot Do you see what of happened to Seattle Genetics? Yes. Did you see? Yes, yes. What? That's Clay uh, Seagal. I've now had him on them domestic violence. Which, you never know. You never know. I mentioned, but I mentioned them in part, Jim, because um, Merck. these are names that Merck many investors a... may have had on their list as thinking big pharma may come from them at some point. Right. Meanwhile, they've, all they've done has gone down lately, uh, given the broader Vertex market. Vertex has a very but good CF in particular. drug. Maybe they, maybe they get a bid today as a result of, you know, as a result of Pfizer stepping up here and saying, yeah, we feel good about buying something. But Biohaven never said to me that Pfizer wouldn't buy the rest. I begged them, but obviously they wouldn't give me any information. But Carl, I got to tell you, 37% of that index is under their cash. But unless they're in stage two, they're, they could be nowhere. Right. That's uh, the painful lesson of, uh, of trading in some of these names. Guys, we'll take a break. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Futures holding up here, close to session highs, even as you do have oil still in the red and nat gas off 5% plus. More squawk on the street in a minute. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Let's get Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the bell. I have something positive. Um, Cisco, the SYY kind, just blew the numbers out. This is remarkable because what it says is, you know, restaurants are back, consumer going out. People don't want to hear this because they want to have like some negative story. But people are going out or else Cisco wouldn't have these numbers. And they also have institutional numbers, which is amazing because it sounds like the, some people are going back to the office. Uh, it's a Cisco market, Jim. It's a Mondelez market, uh, Mondelez. upping their long-term growth. How about General Mills yesterday? As we get some, uh, Hershey, by the way, is having a blowout quarter. Uh, there are companies, there's a handful of companies that are doing well, and I don't want to present that as a new bull market, but Cisco, uh, the travel stocks just don't go up, and yet they should, because people are still traveling. Airbnb's getting crushed. Well, we, didn't, we didn't talk about, uh, uh, for example, Norwegian. Uh, record bookings back yes. above pre-pandemic levels. Look, Frank Del Rio is doing a great job. Don't forget the governor didn't want him. The governor of Florida was anxious to not have him be able to test people. He wanted to kind of have like, you know, uh, easy come, easy go attitude toward uh, COVID. But Frank Del Rio stuck by his guns and he's going to have a stock that goes up today. Royal Caribbean's up too. Uh, I just feel like in the end, as someone who wants to go on a cruise, COVID's everywhere. So, like, you know, give it a rest. Well, it's gone through this show, right? I mean, David, you, yeah. me. Well, David uh, tried so hard to give it to me, but I was so immunized, <laughs> he couldn't take me down. Hey, David, you there? I'm here. You could I not take I, me down, The last David. thing I would do is want to take you down or Carl. I tested negative after the show on Thursday. Come on, man. Oh, you went to test negative. But I mean, I know. I tested I went by to a 3,500-person conference, and I didn't wear a mask. That every, was listen, a super every, the, the good news, guys, as you know, is that, and this is where we have to sort of, re, sort of reestablish where we want to stand on things, is, uh, you know, once you have three shots in you, you're, you're very likely to be uh, not going to the hospital, thankfully. And I took the uh, antiviral and feel pretty good, ready to come back as soon as, as, soon as I can get a negative test. So, well, you know, meanwhile, well, Dave, I got a buddy know, who's got type A influenza and, and, you know, he can go anywhere he wants, but he's way sicker than I am. So, who knows? All right, so, if, did, you know how you just use purely, periodically blocked out by the Chinese? Do you, think, do you think they blocked you just now? Like, David, you're zero. You don't have a zero COVID. You have like a four COVID. <laughs> There's the opening bell, guys, and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. Urban Air Mobility Company, Eve, celebrating its listing via SPAC. At the NASDAQ, it is Paramount Global celebrating the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. I happen to like that program. <laughs> they, a lot of people it all do. The time. Hey, David, uh, a SPAC for a kind of a flying car. Isn't that what we need more than anything else in the world right now? A competitor to, uh, back those- to Joby? To Joby or, well, Archer, where you got Archer and Joby, yeah. Um, no, there's just nothing better than Sometimes I think cars. back on those, on, those, uh, on those presentations and on the, yeah, we're going to trade at, uh, you know, our 2027 EBITDA is going to be, uh, we're going to be up from 26 to 27, it's going to go up 500%. It's going to be a big year for us, that 26, 27 year. Sometimes I think back on those days, don't you, Jim? Well, d- yeah, Dave, do you see that Goldman is uh, pulling back because of liability? Yes. And B of A, according to the tape, yep. Well, I mean, I'm trying to get a hold of the, of the commissioner of the SEC, who was never a big fan of those uh, made-up projections, which cost people trillions, may I add, trillions of dollars in losses. Uh, but you know what, David? Kathy Wood, when she buys something, it's long-term. So shut up. By the way, a lot of people paying attention to her new position in, in General Motors. General oh, Motors. I'm so sorry for Mary Barra. She's <laughs> such a good person. Uh, what, kiss of death? Well, I, what, you think it's like some sort of Lazarus thing? Uh, she did unload some more uh, Tesla, some more Twitter, some more Baidu. But 150,000 shares of uh, GM. She likes DraftKings. There's no level that she doesn't like draft Right, right. That's true. I was going to tell her that stocks stop at zero, but, you know, she may be plumbing depths that we don't know. 
Uh, by the way, negative five. As far as Tesla goes, these reports that uh, Shanghai, which member reopened not too long ago <sighs> for those guys, uh, having to shut down again. Toyota shutting some domestic right. production because of supply chain related to China. You know, I, I, I've been doing with some, some supply chain issues. A lot of people go into American Electric Powers area because they have enough power. There's supply chain issues on the grid where there's not enough power if you're in the wrong place. David, there are things going wrong that no one ever thought would go wrong. And it's interesting because like Upstart, the, the, the February vintage no good. I mean, people didn't expect that we'd have credit problems within like six months of having too much credit, did they? No, uh, and I would have to think that may be a one-off. Would I be incorrect in thinking that, that this was just a, a mis-execution here by this particular company? Certainly be They're going to say that. To hear what he has to say tonight. But the problem is, did you know that they were taking interest, that, that they had respons- no. responsibility? I mean, no. it's not Thornburg, okay? It's not my friends at Bear that everybody keeps saying that I said is going to be great. You'll get your money back. Certainly not recommending the stock. By the way, recommended stock short eat on that Friday at 33, but that's often not talked about by the late Roger Ailes, who was the man who really nailed me on that. <laughs> Roger Ailes, because, you know, he fired me. I went and continued the business. Uh, what a pleasure you see, being these, fired by that lady. These man. reports that Brady will Brady will be a commentator for Brady. for uh, Fox when he retires. Brady. Yes, Tom. Tom. Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady. We'll see if I mean if and when well, he ever retires. Does it start out by I'm great, I'm great, I love me, I love me? How about Tony Romo? He's the most self-effacing guy. And the two of the Mannings are fun, right? But they're on the wrong <laughs> network, so I don't give a darn. Yeah. Always, always a great show when we can get Roger Ailes' name in. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Roger, oh, he tried to destroy me. What can I say? I was in his book. You know, in his book, he said he hated me more than yeah, anyone well. else in the world. And a lot of people felt that since he decided to help bomb a, Christmas, a hospital on Christmas Day in Vietnam, that somehow I was involved with that. I was against that, just for the record. Um, well, you got your revenge. Gonna be Here your, you are. You, you, yes, I did. Just now. Duke Realty is going to be your gainer this morning. Well, Prologis, which is a a regular guest on my show, David, is saying that the Duke people just didn't want to deal with what it turned out to be what I think would have been a very positive deal. But I want to ask you, David, point blank. If Amazon has too much uh, warehouse space, is it the right thing to go after Duke right now? But Prologis, it is. Tell me why. I I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, It's a great question because now we're in this period where we're starting to wonder about um, termination of leases on some of this warehouse space, uh, whether or not Amazon, as they said, may be over-warehoused, as they indicated during the last conference call. Yeah, but to your point, Jim, Prologis uh, approached them in November, proposed a fixed exchange, exchange ratio. I'm just reading here. It was 0.65, uh, 0.465, excuse me. Man, the ice starting to go. Representing what was at that time a 20% premium. And uh, they were told basically that was not compelling enough for Duke to, uh, to really care much about. And so they told them to leave. They came back in March. They came back in April. <laughs> they came back in May. <laughs> and now they're going public. <laughs> well, look, Prologis is an excellent company. It's the first stock that bought them, by the way, in 2007, 2009. The number one stock performer. The, the issue here is they're out of warehouse space, David. They need it. They are out of warehouse space, but they do have Amazon. So does does uh, where does Jassy pull back from, David, if he has too many? Certainly maybe Staten Island. That sounds going there well. David. David's pro union. Yeah, no, I don't know where they pull back from. I don't know if they really can put anything on the secondary market and sort of lease it for a period of time. I think the larger takeaway simply is the company that knows inventory management better than any company in the world, the company that knows logistics better than any company, didn't quite get it right. What happened is really the question, Jim. Did things change in a dramatic fashion that they did not anticipate? Yes. Yes. They would tell you that there was pull forward there and they didn't expect it. Uh, I have to tell you, I'm looking at uh, Hamid Mugadan's letter to me. It just made the deal makes so much sense uh, because they really do need the space. But and he would tell me, uh, I have to tell you that Hamid would tell me doesn't need Amazon. There's just so much demand. I had uh, XPO Logistics on. There's so much demand to be able to get these warehouses. But we don't really understand what happened to Amazon because that was the worst quarter of Fang other than uh, 
than Netflix. Than Netflix. By the way, Morgan Stanley's got a big piece this morning on office space demand. Uh, expected to fall 14% in the next three years, uh, which leads to Katie Huberty's view, again, that IT budgets will continue to drive demand for enterprise hardware and Absolutely. software? Yes. I mean, look, American Electric Power said it's a substantial increase in the amount of electricity that's being used because of work from home. And that's what is it? It's all Katie Uber stuff. Yeah. And you know, there were people coming to me yesterday saying, you know what? You got to be aware of Apple. They could have as much as four to eight billion dollars exposure. I said, well, no, yeah, that, that's what Tim Cook said. You're like, <laughs> paying what Tim Cook said. Yeah. Yeah. Although there have been reports, too, that they haven't been able to let their engineers get to China no, physically, having to rely on live streaming to the factory floor. That's of concern, right? Right. You need the digital twin from uh, NVIDIA. Look, look, we need the we need she to say, you know what, maybe this uh, we, we did it. We won. Uh, and we need we need Putin to say, hey, we did it. We won. We need two guys to really who lost declare that they've won kind of an Orwellian 1984. And then when the market goes up big, but need, I mean, the, you know, the speech was well attended, the speech, Putin's speech. They actually had people with flags. I don't know how much they cost. Uh, but there was no doubt about it that Putin did not celebrate the victory. In the meantime, the aid package that, that Biden's sending over there, I mean, they're sending the works. Somebody got religion there. I wonder whether the Pentagon's running it no longer. Well, that's uh, an interesting point. Uh, Security Council. The mayor of Kiev today says two-thirds of residents have returned. And isn't there increasing chatter about what victory would constitute? What would, yes. If, uh, if, if, in fact, someone wants to call it. I, I don't ever want to say anything positive about uh, Putin. He's such a bad man. But the, the Azov division that is in the factory, they, are, they were avowed Nazis. Okay? So, I mean, you have to understand that... That there is a denazification. I mean, look, it's absurd. The, the guy who runs Zelensky is Jewish. I mean, so give me a break. But there was an Azov division that they're trying to wipe out that has, has expressed historically Nazi sympathies. And they're unbelievable, uh, unbelievable soldiers. Uh, pox on both their houses? I don't know. But I do think that, without a doubt, uh, the Russians, if they get... If, if we send them a javelin from Lockheed, the javelin takes out tanks left and right. So does the switchblade. The Russians will run out of tanks, incredible side is. Sure. It's not like the Battle of Kursk where they had more than the Germans. These things are incredible, these, these uh, javelins. And look, I, I did the switchblade. I could take out a tank. I mean, if I could take out a tank, who couldn't take out a tank? <laughs> David, right. I mean, don't you think? Do I look uh, like a tank uh, killer? Yeah, here we go again. No, you don't. What? Jim on the battlefield with his uh, with his All right. Well, you know, like, like, look, David, I, I, yeah, I take I, two Nurtec and I can wipe out a T-34. I bet you can. All right, let's get you back to your core competency here, which is uh, talking about the market. Uh, the Nasdaq's up 2%. Um, you know, how should we be viewing this right now? Of course, I know we're only, what, 10 minutes into the trading session. Is there anything to be taken from this, from this rally after, of course, the drubbing we've taken these last few sessions? Well, I think that we have to try to figure out how much of the, uh, how much it was just forced selling. And if it's done... You know, look, you can see Tepper for trade covering NASDAQ. Uh, uh, again, just for trade for trade, I'm going to emphasize that it wasn't trade. But what I really do like, frankly, is that they got to a lot of stocks yesterday that had been just holding up. And they were all blown out. And it started with Palantir, uh, goes to Upstart, goes to Peloton. But should it really go to, um, to Apple? Is Apple that bad? Is Apple that bad? Right. I, it was AMD that bad? I mean, AMD had a blowout quarter. The semis, any semi that was connected with high-performance computing and 5G is winning, except for Intel. So why shouldn't you buy yeah, those stocks? David, why shouldn't you buy? Apple's why down. shouldn't you buy it, you know, right? I, I don't. And buy a food yeah, stock. Yeah, I hear you. And But, you what? know, the question will continue to be, is there going to be a revision in the multiple, even for the likes of Apple? And by the way, I would point out Apple's down half as much as the NASDAQ comp. So... You know, well, if you've owned Apple instead was, of the index, you're doing a lot better. Uh, and it's even well, done better right. than the S&P, which, as we know, is down six, you know, 15 plus percent. Well, someone came up to me, uh, you know, Jeff Marks, who works with me on, uh, uh, for the investing club, because, hey, NVIDIA is only 30 times earnings and it's growing in 70, 70. But if everybody else's multiple keeps shrinking, then you know what it was like in 2000, David. So 30 I times, know. but the other no, guys. No, exactly. 
Isn't it funny, Jim, right. how many times you reference 2000? And I do make it does make me wonder, you know, we keep looking for an, something that's an analogous period. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But it I, took I a it long is. time for investors who went through the late 90s to sort of get around to the idea that, wait a second, those multiples are not coming back anytime soon. I can't remember that, when that, NVIDIA was trading at 60 or 70 times. Forget it. It doesn't no, exist that, anymore. I mean, are we right. still in that, that period? That was the tone behind the IAC letter last night. They, that uh, right. valuation, the framework for valuations will last not for months, but for years. Yes. And as a result, we'll have the chance for the first time in a while to buy controlling stakes in growing companies once again. Well, look, I mean, if you remember April 17, uh, 2000, that was the move into Coca-Cola. Uh, now, of course, everything ultimately did go down, but there was just a trade out of, like, I was recommending a series of stocks. It's very interesting. Someone was attacking me on Twitter, which I love, by the way, because it just makes me so happy and make kids so happy. Uh, Jimmy Chill had this trade, buy them in 1999, take them to March 15th. All people remember is that if they bought them March 14th, they're a chump. But that was the greatest run. And then, David, do you remember there was a hedge fund that had to cover at the top, and that was it? I don't know if you remember that, but the Nasdaq. Uh, we'll leave it out. Yes, it out I think I do. Sorry, exercise. What was? But what was it? Will you remind me? I mean, we're not some tiger. A hedge fund, there was not, some tiger. Tiger. But they'll. Yeah. They'll, they'll By the way, really own that. Here concept. we are again with a different with a different tiger. Chase Coleman's tiger, not Julian Robertson's tiger. Down forty-four plus percent, probably even more than that, because that was as of the end of right. April. And all but those you know, privates. Yet, ultimately, I, really my right. understanding, raising some new money. Yeah. Um, raising new money? Uh, listen, I remember, I remember the Van Wagner, Van Wagner, right? Wasn't that his name? I want to call Kathy How about Amarindo? You loved Amarindo. They gave Amarindo. It, didn't they give it like an opera room or something? Yeah. Yes, the guy. That's right, that guy. He, he reneged on that commitment to the, to the opera. Yeah. Well, I don't think he ever made good on it. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, Mr. Amarindo. All right, but all Amarindo. of which means what? All of which means that all of which means we're nearer no, to the end than the beginning, or we still are dealing I with this multiple the, revision the that's going to go on for mo- many more months to come. The companies that are coming down have money. They're not about to go under. 330 companies went under during that period, Dave, because they had no money. And they were all hoping that their stocks would keep going up so that they could issue more stock and pay down whatever they had. And they ended up with yes, nothing. All true. All true. Although right. there have been plenty of business models funded over the last two years, probably, that are not going to ever see a, a dollar's worth of profit. I mean, uh, certainly I we've talked a lot about true. SPACs. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we have a lot of companies. Well, you know, let's talk about AMC as an interesting yep. opportunity. Yep. Opportunity. It's uh, I mean, the, you got... Um, the smaller than expected loss, right. revenue was ahead, and most importantly, I guess, according to some, per customer revenue now exceeding pre-COVID levels. Well, look, you know, Adam Aaron is a man who appeals directly to his minions and gives them something and talks about the short squeezes and talks about how things are better. But he's got a different kind of uh, conference call. His conference calls are very directed toward uh, people who used to be in the business. They call them meme people during a period. Um, and he's, at one point he says, I know your ire and anger directed to short sellers is evident. I hear suggestions that we should call for more. Uh, why don't we use the soundbite? We've got it. Take a listen to what Adam said. Your ire and anger directed at short sellers is evident. I hear your suggestions that we should call for more market regulation by government or that we should take more company action. Not surprisingly... Much of the advice that comes in conflicts with the, the advice that others of you share. And while most comes in constructively, some comes in with hostility or laced with threats. Most is well intended, but some might be hurled at us with an intent of actually harming me or the company, possibly even coming in from short sellers or others motivated by malevolent intentions. All I can say to all of this is this. I greatly appreciate that you care so deeply. Well, he did have three reasons why you should go. Dr. Strange, (laughs) Dr. Strange. Oh, I'm sorry, it's four. Dr. Strange and then Dr. Strange, go see it. See, that's very interesting because 
that that's not what I'm used to seeing from a CEO, which is like, you know, we had Enon Kreisel on this morning from Mattel. He's not sitting there saying, buy Uno, buy Uno, buy Uno, buy Uno. Uh, strange to uh, crack the top 10. Uh, yes. uh, and of course, we get Disney tomorrow. And the question is whether studios and parks will be enough uh, to, to distract the street from the streaming situation. Look, By I the think way, they, Netflix apparently on the tape. Uh, with, according to the Times, saying ads might be appearing by the end of the year. Well, look, I mean, that's an example of a company that's not going under, whose stock indicates that it is. It is not. It's, what, it's about $380 per customer. I mean, if there did, was no antitrust, somebody would just buy them. But now we have this antitrust division that seems to be uh, anti-combination. Uh, uh, but, David, you know Netflix could be worth more than it's selling for. Yes. Uh, to the right acquirer, as you point out, though, it's hard to imagine any trust regulators allowing any big tech to buy it, and that would be the names you came up with, unless our parent company wants to take a shot. I mean, Brian, Brian's always been brave. Remember, he made a hostile bid for Disney. Didn't really have much Brian. premium to it at the time, but, you know. Just going with yeah. the Brian there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the Brian. I'm going with the Brian. Yeah. Known, known the guy for a really long Brian time. Brian Roberts. He be, we work for Brian Roberts. Hi, Brian. Yes, sir. No. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, it just. I tend not to emphasize it because you see uh, my paycheck signed by. <laughs> uh, guys, we're off the initial highs, uh, but all sectors are green and most Dow components are red, really, with the exception of 3M. Let's get to Bob Pisani. That's hey, right. Bob. The 29 of 30 are up, but we're off of the highs, as you mentioned. But Microsoft up 2.5%. That's a nice boost uh, for the Dow. Let's take a look at the sectors. Uh, not surprisingly, the three most beaten up sectors uh, so far this year, tech, consumer discretionary, and communication services are rallying uh, modestly. Consumer staples holding up pretty well, actually. Uh, Kroger, one of the few negative stocks. Clorox, Altria, one of the few stocks in the red, not surprisingly, after the big runs they've had. Uh, in terms of what's bouncing nicely, again, stocks that have been pretty beaten up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, NVIDIA has been almost cut in half this year. Uh, uh, Mosaic was down more than 20% the last week or so. Uh, even NASDAQ and ICE yesterday, I noted, uh, exchanges week on concerns about maybe trading volumes uh, going forward. Norwegian Cruise Line, good bounce for them uh, overall. No guidance, but a very strong booking outlook from them. Uh, Carnival Cruise Line also bouncing as well. So everybody's trying to figure out where the bottom is. And because nobody knows what the fundamentals are looking like, everybody's looking at technicals. And there's all sorts of papers flying around about relative strength indicators and other things that people look for for a bottom. Uh, I don't particularly see it here if you're looking for extreme readings. Uh, about 20% of the S&P was at a new low yesterday. I mean, we've seen much more extreme uh, numbers in the past. We've seen closer to oh, 50% uh, back in 2020. Uh, the multiple people say, oh, it's getting cheap. We're 17. We were 21. Sorry, that's about average. I wouldn't call that cheap. I would I would call that lower, but not cheap. Uh, a lot of people look for extreme levels in the VIX at 40 and over. Uh, we're not there. We closed at 34. So I would say that very elevated, but not a panic mode. Uh, and a lot of people say, well, some people are going to start looking at growth stocks. That's a good sign. And growth sectors to buy into. Again, I don't particularly see that happening uh, either. I look at the S&P growth ETF. This is the big one. IVW. It's a big basket of all the growth stocks. If people are going to start buying, they're going to do that. Are they? No. We had a 52-week low yesterday, and there are outflows from this ETF. There's not people coming in. There's people going out. Same thing with another good indicator if you want to watch for growth stocks returning is the IPO ETF. This is a basket of about 60 IPOs from the last two years. It's young growth tech and biotech companies, and basically new low, two-year low yesterday, and outflows here as well. Here's the problem with bear markets right now. You get what are called bull traps. These are situations where you get false signals to buy. It's not just growth trap. It's not a value trap. It's a bull trap, and it traps people. And the buyers fail to support initial rallies off of the bottoms. And oftentimes, in these kinds of bear markets, the technicals are not always reliable as an indicator of a real bottom. And that's where people get trapped. The big example is the great financial crisis. I personally lived through this. It was soul-crushing because we had a first initial drop from October 2007 to November 2008, where we downed about 50%. And just about Thanksgiving 2008, all of a sudden, we started rallying, and we had the same situation. People said, oh, indicators are bottoming. We rallied all through December 2008, and then start of January 2009, we dropped again until we hit the March 6th bottom. It was another 27% drop, and Carl, that was really 
soul-crushing for everyone because the baby boomers actively sold at the bottom. They couldn't take that second, the final leg down. Uh, and a lot of people, Carl, got out of the market, and some of them still haven't gotten back in. The point here is be very careful about these kinds of situations. If this is a real genuine bear market, you can get some of these false signals. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you. The feeling with the money going back with Dave, Dave Tepper. I mean, yeah, I think the Nasdaq can hold, but I think it's very much a trade. Uh, and I, but I think it's a trade worth pursuing just because what you can do is you can high grade your portfolio. You can buy some good stuff here. And then as we move up, get out of the stuff that's just been killing you. Everyone has one or two stocks that have killed them. You might want to just use some as a source of funds. But you have to wait for this bounce. This is an opportunity. It's day one. I was using minus six on the SBI oscillator. Any minus five is tricks than me to buy. Uh, but I don't want to give people any sense other than what Bob said, which is it could be the 2008. There's still too much that's wrong. Uh, when I think about what Upstart, how quickly they were demolished by a, a, a rise in the two years? Sure. I mean, come on. Well, Dave we, looks good there. He looks kind of like me. I, I'm going to buy the Panthers with him. <laughs> You'd have to shave, but yes. Yeah. That's a good look for both of you guys. He owns the Panthers. Uh, well, speaking of this uh, bounce, uh, we are off the initial uh, highs, uh, 4035 on the S&P. A quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more We're at trying. CNBC. We're trying. Com, as they got the 10-year still below three and the VIX close to 33. Dow holding on to a gain of about 313 points. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Well, you know, I got Upstart one, which is a kind of a... At the head of the class there, Cisco, which had the best quarter, and uh, Hurricane's great. And then a very controversial stock, Crocs. It's selling at six times earnings. Sure, it's got some China exposure, but holy cow, they're doing well. Again, this is the problem of the 2000. That company's really profitable, but it's just the multiple keeps going down, down, down. I like it, but at the same time, I feel like I'm spitting in the ocean. I do think the Nasdaq's at a level that you can cover. Um, but you may have to go back after a little bit of bounce. Sure. I Can like I stay phrase, here for 10? I mean, this is fun. I like that phrase, hydrating your portfolio. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, you want to hydrate your portfolio. You want to stay away from people who have COVID, and you want to just keep going. <laughs> uh, Jim, we'll see you later. 6 p.m. maybe. <laughs> you betcha. Uh, Jim Cramer, Mad Money Tonight. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.